lately there's been a shift in my sense of expansion. I had a period of a few weeks when it felt like there were particles and grains pouring out of me. And then more recently, I've been becoming aware of this subtle sense that there's a whole new level of expansion. This new level of expansion contains everything. My old sense of expansion, everything's in that. And why it's different is anything that comes into my awareness in that seems to be absorbed. There's much less of a sense of polarity. And I've noticed in some way it shifted how I perceive my way of relating with you. It's like it kind of absorbed some of you into me. And one of the other ways that I really noticed it was how I relate to the calling. There was a sense that that was something of a pull. And then in this development, something changed in my awareness of the calling. Part of it is not a pull. Part of it is like it moved into me. The last time we spoke, you talked about different levels of the calling, or you said that there are different levels of the calling. And I just wonder if there's anything more that you're able to say about that. It seems like I can recognize it in different ways. There's like different aspects to it. And how it relates to this sense of all-encompassing expansion. Calling is that of what is greater than reality that is applicable to its child. child reality, both seen and unseen. The universe, but in particular humans, because of their great weakness and vulnerability, as the calling moves and connects in, in any way at all. It isolates in its resonance, in the midst of existence, that which is able to register what is before existence. which, as that resonates, you directly know 
without any understanding that the universe is not the source of meaning. The source of meaning is what is able to move the reason for the universe. able to give the universe its meaning. It isn't going to ground in points of strength, strength of actualized meaning. It's going to ground in the weakest and the most vulnerable. That makes it dependent on the possibility of oneness emerging, not in points of strength, not in clear and great beings, but oneness emerging where beingness in form is at its weakest. where that beingness in form is most subject to forms of illusion. The emergence of oneness in form where beingness is most disadvantaged Influences of illusion. Are you talking about external agents or just the difficulties in the self? It is that our seen forms are inherited, imperfect, and incomplete. making it most easy to register the sense of separation. And this whole world being also seen form that is made from that, that is a product of that, that further secures the same senses of separation. All fueled by agents of the unseen that in separation are masters of advantage masters of exploitation. Masters of harvesting energy. All energy here on this planet that is given to what doesn't really matter.
weakest, the most disadvantaged, the most bruised place for the calling to register into and land for oneness to emerge unhelped, unaided. It's able to emerge solely on awareness despite its environment in direct response to knowledge and moving as the beingness of knowledge of as the calling touches in and through response actually has real place to be. The ignition of that through response is developmental. It's developmental until embodied. Once embodied, it is able to move the calling. initiates a fundamental shift in everything. It represents the beginning of the end of the life of forms of illusion. Calling having a place that would equate to moving with the calling. It equates to awareness in such weakness being the same by virtue through response in being one with. Humanity is so bruised, yet ongoingly receptive, despite its bruising. Making it so dear in the balance of everything. I want to say that it sounds like true nobility or the truth of nobility. It is oneness in the midst of such bruising, such disadvantage, such control. Oneness emerging through direct response 
in the midst of such weakness that he's going to address everything. It isn't going to come through the strong. It's going to come through the bruised, the weakest. If it can make it through all of that, all the way through, all the way into embodiment, then it's able to answer everything in its own development. It's able. This sense that I uh, spoke of earlier, wherein this, I call it expanded vessel, has a boundary, but it, it still contains everything. That ability just to absorb anything that comes in is through weakness. It just lets it in. There's like a mechanism. There's a mechanism in place is able to take it. Being this embodied beingness has no relationship to illusion, regardless of the strength of its forms. Beingness embodied in its form and in its function has no relationship to illusion. has no relationship to forms of illusion. Free of them, yet able to move in the midst of them. Its movement is in weakness. The power of what is before existence is then moved in existence by the weakest weakness. Embodied, nothing else is required. The weakest weakness is knowledge. It has no power at all. That awareness doesn't give to it. If knowledge isn't empowered through weakness, meaning that the empowerment is real, knowledge won't move. doesn't move on its own. It's too weak. 
is so perfectly dependent on awareness, being one with it. In that way, knowledge doesn't exist. without awareness responding into oneness. Knowledge doesn't exist without oneness. And oneness can neither hold nor move real power without embodiment. It's like a, a little plant growing in the desert that is going to answer the imbalance in the unseen. great weakness in all of its bruising ultimately manifesting the reason for everything. development, what is traceable is from within a, a spirit being. And then even a spirit self, spirit person. oneness embodied in person because of weakness, not a stitch left out. It is what you are responding into and following into. <laughs> 